So what conversations made into this week's top 10? We'll find out in just moments from the weekly wrap-up podcast from This is the Conversation, and this is the week we're wrapping up on May the 5th, 2017. And welcome to another Saturday, another edition of the weekly wrap-up podcast from ThisIsTheConversation.com. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. I'm the moderator over at ThisIsTheConversation.com, where I like to think I'm having some of the greatest conversations with the greatest people in the world. And there's a lot of you out there uh, via social media and our website. So if, whether you found us this week via Facebook, which is at ThisIsTheConversation, Twitter, TH underscore Conversation, or at the main website, ThisIsTheConversation.com. Thank you so much for joining us in the great conversations on great news topics that happen all over the world and some even closer to you than you think. I am glad to get a chance to count down this top 10 conversations and then give you some of the ones that didn't quite make the bill for the higher rankings and tell you why I think they were pretty important, pretty cool, or just caught my attention as well. We want to thank once again our sponsor for this week, and that was YorkPhoto.com. And YorkPhoto will give you the greatest chance to share your pictures for a very quick and economical way. You can go to YorkPhoto and you can have your pictures uploaded from your phone, from your tablet, from your computer, from anything digital, or just send them plain old prints if you still have those things. Film. Do you still have film? Maybe you can send them some film if you have some film. And they'll place them in whatever means you need them to be. They'll put them online in albums. They'll put them in actual printed photo albums. They'll put them on all sorts of materials, including mugs and blankets and pillows and calendars. The blanket thing is the thing that really shocks me. You can put anybody's face on a blanket, and they can do it for you pretty quick, pretty simply, and, of course, very economically. Find out more information about what they can do for you and get a big discount by going through our website, this is a conversation.com slash York photo and get in on a great deal. So thank you so much for being a part of all the conversations this week. I want to remind you that um, this can't be done without you. So uh, when we pop out listening to conversations, make sure you respond to them and talk to with us about that. Talk to the other folks about it as well. And of course, the big thing is if we're not talking about something you think we should be talking about, Tweet at us, uh, comment to us, or send us um, emails and whatnot to get us in on the right conversations. So far, this is what you said were the right conversations for this past week. Of course, the week ends on Friday for us. So this podcast covers seven days back from Friday, May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo, by the way, 2017. So, of course, we'll be talking Cinco de Mayo in next week's wrap-up, we're sure. We'll see how it ranks out. But starting going from 10 to 1, the lowest to the top in the top 10. And what was a surprising rank at number 10, and it wasn't by very much, was a story we posted about Brandon Roy, the former NBA star who was out doing mind his own business on a weekend when someone started shooting into a crowd. And he ended up getting shot and having to deal with injuries from shootings as being an innocent bystander, trying to protect some kids, covering kids over a weekend shooting. And it, that was an amazingly crazy story as it was also going to nine anthony rendon of course a baseball story more sports he hit three home runs and 10 rbis last sunday in the nationals 23 to 5 win over the mets which is more of a case of the nationals being pretty good than exactly how bad the mets are so far because they're not quite that bad but you know sometimes these things happen 10 rbis three home runs and they are able to score 23 points on one baseball team, almost uh, double digit, uh, well, double digits, almost 20 points on them for the win, uh, minus 20, minus 18 for the actual win. Uh, mercy rule, if it worked in the pros, would have definitely been put out on that game a few innings early. 
going to the number eight spot. Google Docs had a phishing scheme late last week or that went through and caught a lot of people. It was a, an app that some rogue person put out there that had a title of Google Docs that if it infected your email box, took all the addresses in your email and sent out a copy of the, that, uh, uh, this doc, a actual PDF, to open up to everyone in your email file. If they opened it, it would infect their email, copy their book, and then post an uh, email to everyone in their address book with this Google Doc that you can open. Now, it looked real because it basically was real. It took a real account from a person and cloned it, sent it out to someone else, and it was multiplying on that route. They've got a big handle on it after a couple of days, but it's one of those big type of things that remind you that the Internet is a scary place and sometimes, and sometimes the innocent-looking things are the things that get you. So be aware and be wary of those attachments to things that you don't think were actually sent to you by someone that you know. If you have any suspicion about it, call the person, ask them what they sent, or delete it and just deal with it later. Because probably safer is better than not so safe in these cases. Now, Ryan Seacrest got a new job this week. He is the host with Kelly, with Kelly Ripa for what's now being called Live with Kelly and Ryan! Exclamation point. It's going to be the same time uh, that's on uh, in, in normal time. So based on your local listings, it might get delayed an hour based on how it comes down. But it's essentially 8 o'clock, uh, well, 8 o'clock our time, Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time is when it's actually live, live. And it's going to be interesting because Ryan Seacrest not giving up his radio gig. They're doing some shifting to make sure his radio stuff happens, even though, yes, that station is in L.A., and the main, the prime time he'd be on the radio would be when he's right there on TV live and his TV gigs. He gets to executive produce anything he wants to on E! Channel because that's what he does. But whether he'll take up any more big-time on-screen things, including the revived edition of American Idol, remains to be seen. But right now, for the near future, Kelly and Ryan will be taking over the morning airwaves, doing their chat stuff for quite some time in the New York scene. The University of Alabama pays big money to one Nick Saban. So he's going to stick around at Alabama for quite some time. Nick is in his 70s. I shouldn't call him Nick. Mr. Saban is in his 70s, and now he will make $11 million a year to coach college football. It also puts in money specifically for some of those weird analyst positions that he's been paying for for all this time uh, that the NCAA is starting to kind of work around and figure waves around that because essentially you're getting extra coaches uh, by doing this thing, and it's, you know, it's cheating. It, it's cheating. That's what you need to think about. Now, the University of Alabama sent 10 players to the NFL in last week's draft. 10 players were drafted into the NFL. Whether they make a, the full team, we'll never know, but 10 players were picked up in the actual draft. They were only number two to Michigan, who had 11 players picked in the draft. So they are working some pretty big uh, issues, pretty big dealings in Alabama. And, of course, Nick Saban always has his team in the hunt for a national championship every single year, every single season. So he's probably worth that $10 million. We'll see exactly how well that's going to roll out into anything. Now, the Justice Department uh, announced they were not going to release, uh, they're not going to charge the Baton Rouge officers in the fatal shooting of Alton Sterling. That's one of the rash masses of shootings that we had back to back to back where it seemed like maybe there was an uh, open season on black men because a lot of police officers seem to be killing a lot of black men who were unarmed and not doing anything particularly wrong. Uh, this is the one that happened in Baton Rouge. This is one that didn't get a lot of 
but it got plenty of national attention. It didn't have a lot of the uh, the big backlash that some of the other ones had. There was a lot, there was marching, there was plenty of protest, but because so many of these shootings happened at the same time, uh, this is one that didn't get uh, as much of the uh, shouting, screaming match time as some others did, and definitely did not get all the attention that Ferguson did, which was a mess in just handling the details itself. But this is something that means there's still no resolution to the actual crime, which is Alton Sterling being shot, being unarmed by a police officer. That's something that will have to live in the hearts, minds, and souls of a lot of people for a long time. Sports commentator Frank DeFord is done. He's done with you. He's done with us. He's done working, at least working for a full-time gig. His last full-time gig was a 37-year uh, relationship with NPR, where he did a weekly commentary for that radio station group and online, essentially now, since most people actually tune into their NPR via online factions. We also know that he's done with SI, he's done with writing, he's done with all that great stuff, and now he's going to kick back and retire. He's 70 years old, so hey, he deserves it. He's been writing for longer than I've been alive. He's been broadcasting you know, just as long, and he is the inspiration for many people in my profession to get into journalism itself and sports in particular. So the man that a lot of people grew up watching, listening to, and emulating is now stepping aside so that some other people can hopefully take over the mantle. It's pretty big shoes to fill, and there's not a lot of slots left these days as consolidation and just the market does not bear the weight of paying a lot of people to yak about sports. But we'll see if somebody can do their best to be the next Frank DeFord, or at least bring other people up along the way as Frank DeFord did for a lot of young journalists. American Airlines CEO was questioned by Congress this week about the incident. Uh, the incident, of course, the man being dragged off a plane by his by his hands. What came about from this is just more kind of rumblings, grumblings, and non-answers. Essentially, United has now said they have changed their way of working with people and overbooked flights. The industry is also looking at ways to make the thing work out better. And the biggest kicker to the whole change is they may offer someone up to $10,000 to give up their seat. The biggest thing that happened, the really the biggest thing, the money's big, but the biggest thing is they announced they will never take a person on a plane off a plane again uh, because that whole that was basically the big issue in itself. The man boarded a plane. We actually had a seat. Uh, There's plenty of room, but on the back end at the last minute, they decided that was when they needed to put a pilot on a plane, and that's why everything got changed. Uh, they decided that is United... They're never going to do with that again, and then we'll see how well things will work out towards the future of the airline. Balch Springs outside of Dallas had an incident last weekend where an officer fatally shot a 15-year-old. Now, the bigger story about this is the fact that uh, the story changed. The original story was the, off, the, the 15-year-old was driving radically and driving at the officer, and that's why he shot the, off, the, the kid in the car. That story has changed to the officer. I'm sorry, that story has changed to the kid was fleeing the scene, uh, scared of what was going on, and the officer shot to the car as the car was driving away as he was leaving the party. That officer has been fired, so he no longer works for the Balch Springs, the police department. What's going to happen in the case, you know, will have to be dealt with, but he will no longer have at least the, um, the, the 
outwardly protection of that police department because he is no longer employed by that police department. How he will take care of his defense, who will take care of his defense, and how the whole situation goes on from here when the trial comes is still a mystery. We'll have to keep an eye on that one. That definitely will get plenty of national attention here in the States. And one that's getting a lot of attention around the world, but really matters here for the States, is one Hillary Rodham Clinton, the former First Lady, former Secretary of State, and former candidate for United States president. Um, well, she's on her speaking tour now. She's talking about what happened afterwards. She's doing the, the autopsies, if you'll say. And she tossed a lot of blame around for her election loss. She tossed a little blame towards her, maybe not being the right person for the right job. But most of it went to um, FBI Director Comey and him bringing up the whole email thing uh, late into the series. Him essentially being the October surprise, or more specifically, Anthony Weiner being the October surprise that brought up the email issue again to bring it up again and work it out from that way. She believes if that investigation didn't pop up, along with some other things that WikiLeaks may have dropped down, of course, you know, how her campaign wasn't very nice to very people, she may be president right now and we might not be in the situation we are in, good or bad, for ill or for not. Well... We can agree or disagree with Ms. Clinton, uh, but the, the I guess you can say history makes it that she is not the president. Trump is the president, and no matter who she wants to blame, it just didn't happen. So that's the number one story for this week in our listings. Now, some also as other thans or also rands, you could say, things that popped up that I thought were interesting or semi-important that obviously only 10 can beat in top 10. Uh, one was Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez joining together, joining forces uh, for an awkward interview on CNBC where the CNBC interviewer apparently had no idea what was going on, asked a bunch of really bad questions, didn't know how to get in and out, called Derek Alex one or two times, and uh, pressed on the issue of Derek Jeter possibly being in this group that bought the Miami Marlins, which Jeter did not want to answer at all. Jimmy Kimmel talked openly in a monologue about the story of his newborn son having to go into emergency surgery immediately after being born, which turned into a slap against the Republicans and the repeal and replace Obamacare thing, oddly enough. It was a heartfelt story that brought everybody to tears and everybody got emotional, but on the back end, it was a endorsement for modern medicine and the fact that we have access to health care. Uh, some people didn't like that little slight by Jimmy Kimmel, uh, basically saying that, essentially saying that Jimmy Kimmel is a rich guy and could pay for his own health care, so why is he doing this? McDonald's had two full, full paws this weekend, uh, starting off with uh, the elimination as slowly elimination, as it seems, as I went to McDonald's yesterday and it was still there, of high C orange lava blast that is the orange drink that high seed makes that's been exclusive to uh, mcdonald's for all these years you don't find it very many places but it's in the soda fountains at mcdonald's so your orange drink at mcdonald's high sea lava orange blast they discontinued it officially on the first of may and as supplies are dwindling it'll be replaced by a different sprite version of a flavored drink that's coming up so you'll see that coming up like berry flavor i believe it's called they also introduced something that seems really silly, and luckily they didn't hand one to me. Hopefully, it's just a hoax. It's a fork made of french fries. and Yeah, it's a fork made of french fries. No point to that whatsoever. The host of Morning Joe, the co-host, Mika Brzezinski and the Joe, it's named for Joe, uh, Joe Scarborough, got engaged while on vacation. 
This, of course, got officially announced in a bunch of different ways, including some snarky comments by the commentators who were kind of talking around it. And it, of course, lets us know on the worst-kept secret in TV news is that Mika Brzezinski and Morning Joe, Joe Scarborough, uh, have had a relationship, a, a personal relationship, for quite some time, despite the fact that Miss Brzezinski was married up until a year ago and Mr. Uh, Scarborough was married up to two years ago and, of course, had a really weird divorce settlement for his second marriage. We'll see how this all wraps up as um, we, the soap opera that is the TV news, sometimes much more entertaining than the actual news going on itself. The Fry Festival popped its up its ugly head again as we found out the organizers not only knew that the whole thing wasn't going to go off, but they knew it pretty much from the start. They had their money, their seed money to get things started was put on a bunch of promotional uh, deals. They rented out yachts and boats and planes and the top 10 models from IMG. The big money went into the promotion, assuming that all the money will be built into the people buying in their seats getting their tickets, buying their luxury accommodations, and going from there. The problem is they didn't put enough upfront money in on customs, you know, bringing in things like the venue and porta potties and the infrastructures and all the great luxury accommodations and, you know, oddly enough, all that food they are supposed to eat. What was advertised as an epic event and the organizers said they were going out with a bang by trying this thing and making it happen turned into a actual disaster relief campaign that the Red Cross had to intervene in. So much for all the folks with enough money to blow to go to the Fry Festival in the Bahamas. Tommy Lauren and the Blaze reached a settlement over the week on the wrongful termination suit and countersuit. So after this breakup, Tommy Lauren gets her freedom and no more paychecks, but her Facebook page and all the followers that were originally moderated by the blaze. The blaze no longer has to pay Tommy Lauren. They kill her contract now instead of September and washed her hands of her for all the trouble she may cause to someone else in the future. Whether she gets picked up by someone else or she finds a way to monetize her own actions, we shall see, but I suspect somebody's going to have enough sense or not have enough sense to toss money at her for a book. Not sure if I said that right, but that was supposed to be a slight towards Tommy Lauren. Lonzo Ball should get some slights as well, although some people are calling it enterprising. Uh, Lonzo Ball, mostly from the bragging of his father, uh, LeVar Ball, did not get a shoe deal with any of the major companies, mostly because his father was insisting that he gets his own brand before he even plays a game in the NBA. Now that didn't happen, so they make his own shoe. You can do that. That is awesome. America is great. Chinese manufacturing is pretty good to make these things happen. But it's a $500 shoe, $495 to be exact. And some pricing, some research shows that the highest priced Nike shoe that you can get on the market right now is at $400. And it's not a, a, a playable shoe. It's mostly a shoe made for the really, really, really rich that's just for show. It's made out of suede, by the way. You can't really go play ball on the streets with a suede basketball sneaker. This is a, or at least Lonzo's shoe, is a shoe that's made for court wear that uh, no one's paying $500 to go on the court and mess up their shoes. I don't think Lonzo Ball has $500 a game to screw around on a pair of shoes. But Lamar, LeVar Ball apparently believes it's all worth it. 
This is a story that we found coming out from The Guardian, so uh, you can take it with a grain of salt or you can um, not take it with a grain of salt. That's sort of the point. Uh, they believe that, or the story goes to say that a study says, a long way to say, there was a study that says American kids don't eat enough greens. They often go days without anything green. And in fact, the only vegetables that we are feeding our kids happen to be French fries. Huh, French fries. Well, that's what the study says. Um, as a father of a five-year-old who, oddly enough, is a big fan of broccoli, a big fan of tomatoes, and yes, a big fan of potato chips and french fries, I think we're doing a pretty good job of balancing out all the greens and the not-so-green vegetables in our home. So thank you very much. And thank you very much for listening to this weekend's podcast. That was the top ten stories and conversations we had over the week, plus uh, a handful of things that didn't quite make the top ten based on you know timing, based on the relevancy, based on whatever, but I thought were kind of cool, kind of important. Or I just liked it. I decided I want to talk about it. We're glad to have you a part of the conversation. And you can help us pick out which ones are the best conversations by interacting with the conversations you find online. We are on Twitter at TH underscore conversation. We're on Facebook. Look for This is a Conversation. So it's Facebook.com slash This is a Conversation, by the way. And our main website is, of course, This is a Conversation.com. If you stop by the website, you can find a link to apply for the Conversation Survey panel. Get yourself in for paid surveys. Your opinion is worth money to you, and it's worth a lot to us. So go to This is a Conversation.com slash survey panel to find details for that and of course also find details on getting great deals for your next picture deal uh getting all your pictures off your phone and into real people's hands in the way of mugs even prints do you do they do picture prints these days that's amazing that they do it but yes you can still get a print you can put it on a mug you can put it on a calendar you can put it on a blanket York Photo is the group that is taking you to great heights with that by giving you low prices and fast speed to get it done. This is the conversation.com slash York Photo is your way to find great deals on that. More information on my other projects can be found at my website, which we're actually working on these days, jclevenpain.net. And we want to thank you once again for being a part of all we're doing here. We love having these great conversations. I want you to have much, much more of them. Make sure you're signed up, you're registered, you're subscribed to the podcast so that you don't miss this weekly wrap-up. And, of course, the daily wrap-up podcast or daily recap podcast, I should say, uh, Monday through Friday. And, of course, on Monday morning, we'll recap the weekend. So you get an extra long batch of conversations where you start your Monday, and we go through the full week plus this week. And very, very soon, I promise, we're going to start throwing in that interview session. We hadn't quite worked out scheduling because we've been busy, but... We're going to have the second half of this podcast, which will be the interview with the newsy person, nosy person, talking up the news, and that'll be there. So thank you so much for being a part of this week's conversations. More conversations, hopefully, to come with you from this, this conversation.com.